Thank you so much. Okay, my name is Kathy T. I am a compulsive overeater. I did weigh uh, 349, around 180 now. Um, and um, I'm very um, pleased to, to say that um, uh, God is my higher power uh, and uh, that, you know, he's the one who I um, give all the credit to for um, my weight loss, but more than that, my spiritual growth and the peace and joy I have in my life now. So um, I'm kind of going to, someone's unmuted, um, I'm sorry. Um, so I'm kind of going to um, compare my life as Bill W. did in uh, Bill's story. So anyway, um, was I born a compulsive eater? Mm, probably not. But environmentally, my family really enjoyed food, and I doubt uh, few members, family members, ever ate to live, but lived to eat. Um, I just realized that I've probably, I can't remember, you know, just eating to live. It's always been living to eat, um, and that was ideal for me. I, I always chose the easy way and the most pleasurable, fulfilling uh, desire, uh, always that immaturity always came and self-centeredness always came before uh, any, I exercised any um, maturity or well-being um, and it really became part of my lifestyle for oh, about 60 decades. Um, my home life was not good and there were many different types of abuse. I know I escaped into food at least by third grade, but probably before. Uh, when I was in first grade, I remember, maybe it was second grade, but anyway, one of those, first or second, I remember uh, cooking a hamburger over the stove while a friend was visiting me just to show her that I could cook and, you know, that, that the food I fixed was good. Um, it was That was just really, really important to me. I can't remember a lot of my childhood, but I do remember a, a number of those food um, exhilarations. I know that when I was in the fourth grade, my clothes were already women's size clothing. In the fifth grade, I weighed 144 pounds. I couldn't play um, and do activities as other children did, and I was always nearly the last to be chosen on the kickball team. Um, people just did not want me to be on their team uh, because I, you know, I couldn't play, couldn't run, couldn't kick. And so um, that was kind of my life. I was in this even. This tells you really how uh, badly um, the disease already was in my head. When I was in the fifth and sixth grade, there was a girl and her mother um, always fixed her a beautiful lunch. She had a beautiful lunch box and her mom used um, um, baggies instead of wax paper. And, um, you know, she had fruit, she had chips, she had all kinds of good things. And me, I was lucky to have a peanut butter sandwich, you know, wrapped up in that um, um, wax paper. 
and maybe one other item, which I even can't remember. It certainly wasn't chips or anything like that because we were kind of poor in a way. Um, so um, I don't, I can't tell you how I happened any to buy candy going home the the uh, uh, store. I'm sorry, my voice is, I call it my COVID voice. It's kind of shaky tonight. I'm sorry. Um, so uh, just bear with me, okay? Uh, so anyway, um, candy uh, was a big deal to me. Always has been, always was. Uh, as, as far as I can remember, I would um, um, stop by this candy store. They had candy stores back then. And when I would eat it after school, it gave me such pleasure. It, uh, it just soothed me. Uh, but at at the same time, I was exhilarated. It thrilled me to be able to eat. Um, it, I liked all kinds of sweets, but candy, candy, candy was my very favorite. That should have been my name. Um, instead, it's my daughter-in-law's name. Uh, but anyway, um, what it was doing was it was making me feel loved. Um, it was giving me pleasure um, and hiding the pain I felt. I really wanted to excel uh, in something or to be special to someone. That was a goal that I never, ever achieved. Um, And so candy uh, became my salvation. Um, And so this is the pleasurable part of um, Bill's W story. Uh, He loved to drink and I loved to eat, especially sweets and candy. Um, And so my mother... uh, took me to uh, doctors to get diet pills and diets, and she'd bribe me with clothes when that didn't work. Uh, she'd tell me, you know, it's impossible to close. She started sewing my clothes, which was really an embarrassment to me because she wasn't a very good seamstress, and I always looked frumpy. And then, you know, she told me that my dad thought I uh, was not pleasurable to look at because I was so heavy. I had an economic, st- or a, uh, not economics, um, uh, home, shoot, now I can't even think what they used to call it, home ec. Um, and uh, she um, was always asking me about my weight and what, what diet was I on this week? You know, uh, that was always embarrassing. I remember back then we had, I don't know if we do, if the kids still do now or not, but back then we had to get undressed and go in and take showers. Well, I was certainly embarrassed because my body was, you know, so obese and all the rest of the girls were cute little girls. Um, I didn't date until after high school. I was probably a size 18 or 20, um, but I wasn't ugly by any means. I just couldn't understand why other people who were weird or ugly could have friends and be more popular than me. I would definitely snub people uh, because I was not going to be belittled. So um, what did I do? Bill turned to alcohol. I turned to food. I um, would definitely eat and not only enjoy the food, but I was intoxicated by the sweet candy. It became my best friend, my comfort, my excitement. It was almost everything that I ever had of life. I mean, I just put everything into that particular food. Um, I needed the food, um, but it was really painful to eat. Um, It was even more painful than I realized I was in love with the food and how it made me feel and forget. It made me um, it made me feel 
sometimes uh, ugly and worthless and full of shame because I knew I was eating too much and, you know, it was making me fat. Um, And I think I got to where I just didn't even care, you know. I just didn't care about life. I just needed that fix. Um, And, you know, I was young then. I shouldn't have been feeling that way. But I needed food. I love food. Although deep down, you know, what I really just wanted, I wanted someone to love me and accept me. I was desperate for love and for that protection I never got at home and for security. Well, the second guy I ever dated was older than me, and he thought I was a cute little chickadee. That was one of the rare times when I was uh, size 16, Um, and that didn't last too long. After six weeks of knowing this guy, I married him. Uh, And I'm ashamed to tell you it wasn't because I loved him. I didn't even like him. I was just too scared to face life alone. Um, And, you know, he seemed like he he really cared about me. Uh, And I'm sure in his own way he did. Um, But things were really bad in the marriage, if not worse than they had been at home. Um, So... um, there were three things I needed. You know, I needed someone to um, uh, love me, to protect me, and um, to give me security. Uh, he couldn't do that. What he did give me was more candy and more sweets and more abuse. That's That was what I got out of the marriage. And what did I give back? Uh, probably the same thing. Candy, sweets, abuse, um, nasty words uh, i was not i was not a nice person it was a bad relationship i didn't know how to handle it except to eat and um um protect myself by putting up this nasty wall well you know bill um if we look at it close he was very grandiose he wanted to be you know king of the mountain and that's what i, I wanted to be the queen bee and um, when I did get respect, because I worked hard at this, when I did get respect and got a good job at a police department, I threw all of my energies into it. It didn't matter. I had a family. I had two sons and this husband. It didn't matter. Uh, at that time, I, I did. I weighed about 349 pounds twice in my life. Um, I weighed that. And I continued eating the same ways. But I strived to be the very best I could at work. Within a short time, I became the court manager and spent long, long hours at work. And um, I'd go, um, well, I I think I said I became court manager. Uh, And I would go away from home uh, and um, all my affection was cast, or most of my affection was cast into my job and into those that I worked with, not with my family, not with my kids. I go on all sorts of diets. I don't need to name them because you, if you're, you know, around my age, which is 75, you would know, uh, and you've probably heard of them, even if you're much younger. Um, I might lose 100 pounds, but I always regained it. I cannot tell you how many 100-pounders I would could have been through my life. Uh, failure with food and weight always haunted me, haunted me. Uh, professionally, though, I was a, a success. I was very successful at being uh, in the court world. Uh, I was um, a court manager, 
I um, was I became president of the state courts association. Uh, I became a judge of two small courts. I trained uh, uh, courts for the judicial uh, supreme uh, for the supreme court. I'm sorry, in my state. And um, so, you know, I was quite successful, just like Bill. But you know what? That did not matter uh, in the long run. It did in the short run. I mean, I I could go, oh, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm really good at 349 pounds. Um, But my mental and my spiritual and my physical well-being was the best. So I got divorced, naturally, of course. You're right. And, uh, again, I was out looking and searching for acceptance, love, and security, and protection in all the wrong places. And uh, I was thinking that wealthier, respectable men was what I needed and wanted. Um, and then I realized uh, um, that really wasn't what I needed and what I wanted. And this is kind of the turning point. Um, I was around 220, 240, and I had a number of male friends, but none who thought I was their queen. Uh, finally, I found a wonderful man. He was very strong and kind and caring. But after a short nine months, he said, hey, girl, I can't take this any longer. Well, I was devastated. And um, so then uh, I was put into a um, treatment center for uh, abused women in addictive relationships. From there, that's when it was uh, my 12-step experience, including OA. And that was back in, I think, 1987. Um, so I worked hard. I became abstinent with no sugar. And I, I really did work, work, work hard this stuff. You know, I mean, you know, I worked hard at my job. I worked hard at this. Did I work hard at my family? No, I still didn't do that. Um, and um, so I got better. And I, I I lost weight. I got, you know, down to uh, about 170. And... Um, um, and I worked really hard. I became a different person. Um, not the person I am today, but different, just different. And so the, this strong, caring man I was telling you about, he came back into my life. And um, we've been married for 33 years now. Uh, and by the grace of God, you know, he's he's treated me uh, with much respect. And uh, anyway, um, so I, like I said, I worked very hard. Um, but... The religion that I was in said that I was had been divorced, and so I was going to, you know, was going to get kicked out of the church. So um, Jesus wasn't going to do that to me, so I kicked him under the bus. And so um, when I came back, to, when I came to OA, um, you know, I had to, you know, figure out who my higher power was, and I did. I worked really hard at it. I got rid of the, the, I call it my God's DNA, um, and I. Um, I, you know, I, I redefined who my God was, uh, and um, and I, I just became gentle really reminder. Five oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, so anyway, I gained uh, back up to three forty nine in a bit hurry, and um, um, I got had that gastric bypass, which was an awful, awful thing for me. I almost died. I was in the hospital for three months. Um, and couldn't eat anything, didn't lose any weight either, and I, I could tell you why, but uh, I don't have time. Um, so I became more financially secure, and my husband was kind, protective, he loved me. Um, uh, we owned, owned a beautiful home, we had two vehicles, you know, it was like really good, so why did I stop away? I have no idea other than I was a sick puppy. 
And that big black abscess, that big black hole in me started in again. So what did I need to do? You know, I tried some diets, even with the, uh, with the gastric bypass. You know, that didn't work. That was not my problem. My problem was my insanity, my lack of being able to control my eating. And there was only one answer, and that was God or Jesus, um, or the Holy Spirit. I, I claim all three of those as my higher power. Um, and so I returned in, on February 24th of 2020. Uh, I really, really began working the steps, really deep, deep uh, step work. And um, that gave me a real God-centeredness. Um, and um, I learned that you know, I just had to, to give, give my whole life over to my higher power. And um, I'm getting kind of rattled because I, there's so much I want to still tell you. I don't have time. Um, so um, the 12th step, I want to talk to you about the 12th step just real fast. Dr. Silkworth and Bill W. says in the, um, uh, in the uh, doctor's opinion, I, I think it's 12 or 17 times that if you want to stay recovered, you need to, to do service. And they're not meaning uh, just writing down names or something. They're meaning working with people. And uh, so... Um, you know, our, I'm moderator coordinator for this, this group, and we need three moderators coming up for the new quarter. And so why would a person not want to, uh, to do service if the big book says that's the way you keep abstinence? Um, that's the way to even gain abstinence is to work with other people. It doesn't say you have to be an expert at it. It doesn't say um, that you have to know the whole big book. It doesn't say that you, um, you, you know, that you have to have a miracle, that you have to have a special God. It just says you have to work with other people. Um, and so um, I, I'm just challenging you um, to work with other people. And I'm giving you the opportunity to, you know, help us out here in the meeting to, to, you know, become a moderator. We give you training. And so um, um, I would really appreciate you praying about that. And also, if ever you have trouble on the meeting or anything, or you'd like to see some kind of improvement, give me a call. Um, again, we train you if you want to be a moderator. Uh, and uh, it is just a very rewarding thing. The gals and guys that we work with are, are so caring and loving and have this program um, and have each one of you in their hearts and their prayers. So um, I will close with that. Uh, my name again is Kathy T. My number is 620-660-5357. Wayne, are you muted? Okay, maybe she got kicked off. It sounds like that. Let's wait a a minute or so. She probably doesn't realize it. I finished. I finished, Rena. Uh, I gave my phone number. You want to turn? Oh, the okay. Off? Sure. <laughs> 